0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 6th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1458 through 1465 today. We are still in the middle of the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and today is the Feast of St. Mar- Maria... Sorry, Marta Goretti. So... uh We begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Without being strictly necessary, confession of everyday faults, venial sins, is nevertheless strongly recommended by the Church. Indeed, the regular confession of our venial sins helps us form our conscience, fight against evil tendencies, let ourselves be healed by Christ, and progress in the life of the Spirit. By receiving more frequently through this sacrament the gift of the Father's mercy, we are spurred to be merciful as He is merciful. Whoever confesses his sins is already working with God. God indicts your sins. If you also indict them, you are joined with God. Man and sinner are, so to speak, two realities. When you hear man, this is what God has made. When you hear sinner, this is what man himself has made. Destroy what you have made, so that God may save what he has made. When you begin to abhor what you have made, it is then that your good works are beginning, since you are accusing yourself of your evil works. The beginning of good works is the confession of evil works. You do the truth and come to the light. Satisfaction. Many sins wrong our neighbor. One must do what is possible in order to repair the harm. Example, return stolen goods, restore the reputation of someone slandered, pay compensation for the, for injuries. Simple justice requires as much, but sin also injures and weakens the sinner himself, as well as his relationships with God and neighbor. Absolution takes away sin, but it does not remedy all the disorders sin has caused. Raised up from sin, the sinner must still recover his full spiritual health by doing something more to make amends for the sin. He must make satisfaction for or expiate his sins. This satisfaction is also called penance. The penance the confessor imposes must take into account the penitent's personal situation and must seek his spiritual good. It must correspond as far as possible with the gravity and nature of the sins committed. It can consist of prayer, and offering, works of mercy, serving of neighbor, voluntary self-denial, sacrifices, and above all, the patient acceptance of the cross we must bear. Such penances help configure us to Christ, who, who alone expiated our sins once for all. They allow us to become co heirs with the risen Christ, provided we suffer with him. The satisfaction that we make for our sins, however, is not so much ours as though it were not done through Jesus Christ. We, who can do nothing ourselves, as if just by ourselves, can do all things with the cooperation of him who strengthens us. Thus, Man has nothing of which to boast, but all our boasting is in Christ, in whom we make satisfaction by bringing forth fruits that befit repentance. These fruits have their efficacy from Him. By Him they are offered to the Father, and through Him they are accepted by the Father. Roman numeral 8 The Minister of This Sacrament Since Christ entrusted to His apostles the ministry of reconciliation, bishops who are their successors, and priests, the bishops' collaborators, continue to exercise this ministry. Indeed, bishops and priests, by virtue of the sacrament of holy orders, have the power to forgive all sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness of sins brings reconciliation with God, but also with the Church. Since ancient times the bishop, visible head of a particular Church, has thus rightfully been considered to be the one who principally has the power and ministry of reconciliation. He is the moderator of the penitential discipline. Priests, his collaborators, exercise it to the extent that they have received the commission either from their bishop or religious superior or the pope, according to the law of the church. Certain particular grave sins incur excommunication, the most severe ecclesiastical penalty, which impedes the reception of the sacraments and the exercise of certain ecclesiastical acts, and for which absolution, consequently, cannot be granted, according to canon law, except by the pope, the bishop of the place, or priests authorized by them. In danger of death, any priest even if deprived of faculties for hearing confessions, can absolve from every sin and excommunication. Priests must encourage the faithful to come to the sacrament of penance and make themselves available to celebrate this sacrament each time Christians reasonably ask for it. When he celebrates the sacrament of penance, the priest is fulfilling the ministry of the good shepherd who seeks the lost sheep of the good Samaritan who binds up wounds, of the father who awaits the prodigal son and welcomes him on his return, and of the just and impartial judge, whose judgment is both just and merciful. The priest is the sign and the instrument of God's merciful love for the sinner. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is daily Catholic Catechism.com, and you can email me at daily Catholic Catechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.